Storyteller David here. You guys having fun? Great. Well, you know the fun doesn't have to end with the show itself. Check out our Instagram, fantasypantspod at instagram.com. And uh, hey, while you're at it, go ahead and rate us. Uh, tell your friends about us. Let everyone else join our pants party. Thank you much. Enjoy the episode. As he dropped to the dirt, and to bold him in wrath, who called on the wind and blurred through the fight, cut down million archer, moved towards serpent's bite. Zebulon struggling, his fear mingled with shame, but as that wrath taunted, half dragon did aim. Jean and Chester both fading, two starting to die. Zebulon's final arrow right through the snake's eye, and they won. Oh, they are. Yeah, I really hard committed to this, huh? <clears throat> that that was actually really, really good. That one gave me goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. That was awesome. Yeah, oh, hope I can keep it up because, like, man, no, not after that. That was it. You peaked. <laughs> I peaked. We peaked. Look, Episode twenty-six. I, I, I initially did this. Uh, uh, this sort of change. We'll get to around to eventually explaining what this all is uh, towards the end of the arc, probably. Uh, but I hadn't realized how long form this arc could end up being. And uh, yeah, I really committed to something, and uh, and that's terrible. How you guys doing? Good. Good. You, I you're keeping up. You're doing well. Yeah. Cool. It, yeah. And uh, the way you keep talking about the finale, like. <laughs> to me, to me, it feels like the arc's ending this episode. Oh no! You wish. <laughs> you wish. I, uh, anyone who's read the book and you know what's coming up at the end of this, well, just you wait, because I am terrified for this party. So how are you guys doing tonight? What do you want to talk about? Or do you want to just get right into it? I don't know. I got a little bit of an Instagram shout out that I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I, think, right. I think Jeremy's or, got something on the docket. Or, or this, is right. gonna be, this is going to be a new, new Instagram call out. Ooh, call out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lay it down. Sakura Blossom. <laughs> We got some beef. <laughs> Lay it out. There was a comment made about our picture with Stomp pre-show last episode that referred to me as the oldest in the group. <laughs> and I believe that conversation continued with Stephen and Sakura Blossom, and she continued to tell me how old I was. Making old man jokes. The comment yeah. specifically went, oh, the picture starts with the youngest in front and moves to the oldest in back. And Jeremy was at the end of the line. Excellent. Excellent. I will never forget that. I thought it was funny. And thank you so much for listening. You um, rock. Jeremy. Look, just to apologize for Jeremy, it is 5.59 right now. It's almost his bedtime. <laughs> when This is probably the fourth time I've said this. I fucking quit. <laughs> when I was a young schoolboy, Jeremy, people would pick on each other when they thought they were cute. What? <laughs> You're opening a whole different can of worms here, man. What is this turning into? I'm just saying. I'm Stop just saying. <laughs> what? Uh, point being, Sakura Blossom, you're on my shit list. <laughs> 
But I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. You rock. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for giving us good content. <laughs> um, I actually got one little thing I want to do before we get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have previously, uh, in our last session zero, brought up a, a coworker of ours that listens, Jay Dubba, uh, actually, ironically, named Jules, who is actually here in Fancy Pants Studios today, right now. What? Oh, yes, yes. The you didn't o- know? The OG Jules. And I've got, well, a little test, let's just say. Oh, yeah. This is mean. You told me about this. This is mean. You see, we're all coworkers here. <laughs> and as a DM, I love causing strife and conflict both in the game and out of the game because I'm an asshole. Jules, I have in my hands one button. Now, I want you to come to this mic <laughs> and tell me which of, which of these two players is getting this one button. <laughs> What a dick move. Holy shit. But <laughs> I don't think okay. I don't think this is gonna be as successful as like or, or as as much of a strife as you had hoped. Because when we were sitting at the bar the other day, I said if I could give a button, <laughs> it goes to Steven because of how well in the last episode he played true to Zebulon and his character. And I, he had me, I was laughing multiple times. So there you go, Stephen. That was actually really easy. Thank you so sorry. much. Don't, don't worry, Jules. I will sit here with my, my empty jar. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she probably earned them. My empty jar that I used to survive. <laughs> so tonight funny. is officially just shit on Jeremy night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We've, we've, we've shit on Stephen enough. I, I, I guess it's yeah, my turn. I'm usually the butt right. of the joke. So this true. is a nice change of pace for me. Well, thank you, Jules. Sorry to throw you in the fire. Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, that's all I had on my docket. So you guys ready to get right into it? Because we got a lot to get to. Yeah, we'll talk about friends next time. <laughs> friends, friends v letter Kenny. All right, we'll have that. Capital, we'll have that. Capital F friends. So let's get into this real quick. Go and turn that up. I'm gonna fade it in when I need to. We are here. The same scene we left off. We are here in the plaza in Promise where uh, chaos just unfolded and where now some amount of control is is starting to seep back into the crowds. Uh, The crowds have now sort of rushed you. Now, uh, we conveniently see uh, uh, the crowd is pulling away. Emin, Rath, and Bink, uh, you know, the, the, the true heroes in the moment, they're being pulled away. Uh, They try to open the mouth to say something and just yanked. They're gone. Who knows what happened to them? Uh, We'll find out later. But you guys, more ignored than the rest. I mean, there's some thank yous thrown your way, of course. But a lot of folks didn't really see the full fight. But they know who Emirath is. He's on the network. And while these folks aren't uh, wholly you know, invested in, in, in the network itself, in, in the, in the uh, Radiant Citadel and its governance of the worlds, um, they do appreciate luminaries. They appreciate a good story. And they know who this luminary is, unlike you. So he's being pulled away. You are uh, you are still kind of there in the moment, Zebulon. You are staring down at the fang mouth of the dead snake, and that cold fear is still gripping your heart and stomach. I feel like echoes of that supernatural power just lingering in your nerves, tingling under your scales. And while there are excited folk moving in around you, they sound far off background noise. Instead, in your mind, you hear a different voice, one from the past. 
Stop being so scared, Zem. It's the voice of your brother. It's... It's Arhalon. And your mind drifts back in time to a, a specific moment where you see your brother sitting beside you, towering over you, even at the age of 15, still with his uh, adult manly voice, because, I don't know, he, he aged early. Early <laughs> puberty for that particular half-dragon. <laughs> uh, and at this point, you're... You are small to him, because you're only five, six? What do you think? Yeah, five or six. He's ten years younger. Okay, yeah. He goes on. I told you he'd be fine. He's always fine. You just stop being so scared all the time. <laughs> he always says that luminaries are never scared, remember? And we are going to be luminaries, aren't we? Ha! Okay, fuck. Six-year-old Zebulon. How did I do nine-year-old Zebulon again? <clears throat> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I tried, Arlon. <laughs> Can we just do this for an hour? No. Oh. Yes. No, you, like, you got like five minutes of this. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm on my first beer. I'm making the most of it. Uh, See so your brother flashes a, a big uh, dagger-filled smile. Um, and you smile, too. And you, you look down at, at a well-worn wooden figure in your hands, a, a little toy. Uh, you can see where the paint has worn and the wood has been shaved off on this on this toy's waist and arms. Uh, the scars of, you know, a beloved toy off clutched in your scaled hands. Just rubbed off over many, many days of play. You remember these details, but but you can't remember the toy itself. Who whose toy was it? Atash, perhaps? Maybe the, the Storm Eye? That doesn't seem right, but no, you just can't remember. But you remember the room. You remember the manor that you're sitting in on this uh, overly cushioned coven, uh, yeah, sofa, couch, whatever, next to your brother. Fancy couch. We're doing that. You are in your mother's manor, Xena's manor. But it's not like it is now, uh, just littered with piles and piles of junk, barely a floor to stand on, no furniture. No, no, no. It is neat. It is comfortable. You see, uh... uh the butler, Morden, is, is preparing a number of trays and snacks in this little, like, almost like small table in front of you. I'm um, just laying them out all neat and tidy. And ahead of you, a large white screen is rolled down against the wall, running through advertisements projected by a large crystal mounted to the ceiling above and behind you. You see that around you, the layout of furniture actually does make sense. And, 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 while there's maybe a bit of a hoard room towards the back, like maybe a closet or, or, or a larger bedroom that Xena keeps a, some pile of, of precious sentimental items and valuable things, uh, it has not yet spilled out all across the manor everywhere. It's, it's, it's all sort of kept within, her, her draconic instincts suppressed by her more human ones. And as the butler finishes laying out three sets of dishware and cups on the table and bustles away to perform another task, he, he sort of steps out of the room, and as he does... Xena passes him in the doorway, still large and strong, bigger than you, bigger than your brother at this point, and says, let's see if we can do this again. Thank you, Martin. Uh, that'll be all for today. Uh, go home and enjoy the evening with your family. Uh, you might just get so special if you leave now. Go, 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 go. And uh, he, the butler, leaves, and Xena moves towards her children. You see she unfurls her wings halfway through the room and leaps over the couch in a single mighty flap, just lands before you and plastering on a a stern mother expression. Studies? He just looks at both of you. Uh, We 
We already studied earlier. She nods. And training? Well, we're gonna do some training a little later. Yes, mother, we wouldn't skip it. Must you persist with this every time? And Xena kind of does a fake sort of ponder, a hmm, scratching her scaly chin, then smiles and says, My good boys! And she reaches out, and her hands is rubbing vigorously at both of your heads and horns. And maybe it strikes you then, as it often does, that you're, you're really treated no differently from your brother. Even though a single glance at this family picture could reveal the massive difference between you and the, and the other two. Well, they have their uh, brass sh gleaming scales and fin-like crests instead of horns, you have this darker matte sort of, sort of bland coloring. And you have these sort of curling horns, almost like rams, uh, instead of the same. Like, there's this clearly something different, and you know that there is nothing of Xena in your blood. But it's never felt that way. Not in the way she looks at you. And she just goes on, Okay, it's about time! Uh, she leads her horns, and it goes and moves down to the figure in your hands, and she kind of, like, touches at its, 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 its face, caressing it almost. He'll be on in a second. Then you hear a cough from the doorway behind. Zena turns to look and her joy instantly melts. The fear is only there for just a moment before a mask of bubbling happiness covers her features again. Oh, um, mother, I wasn't expecting you. Did, did Morden let you in? And I imagine you turn to look, Zebulon? Mm-hmm. Really having to reach around and stand up full on on the couch. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> two hands on the couch, yeah. pulling myself up. Hell yeah. Um, you're peeking over the back, and you see Sholei. She's standing in the doorway. The face of her human form is locked in a, in a cold scowl. Mother? Sholei just stares silently for a second, looks at you. Tell me, is that toy still in your hand as you're reaching over the couch? Oh, absolutely. Her hand fall, her eyes fall right on that and shoot right back to Xena. What do you think you're doing, Xena? She gestures to the toy, to the screen. Do you think this is the kind of thing my grandchildren should be exposed to? Hmm? Do you think I want their heads filled with foolhardy ambitions? This luminary worship is unhealthy and dangerous, and you of all people should understand that. Now, I want to give you the freedom to raise these children. You know I do, but you are giving me cause to worry, Xena. I would hate to force them to lose another... <laughs> Words lost to this bubbling jumble. You can't make it out. Like 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 gurgling water. You see Arhalon beside you as... as Refusing to turn from the screen, his eyes burning. He does not look in that direction. He ignores it, shoulders up and defensive. But there's hurt on his face. And Xena starts yelling, These are my children! Mine! I will raise them under my wing! You know that I do not share your concerns, Mother! And you cannot force them upon me! Besides, this is not just any luminary! He is a... <laughs> And then, <laughs> how can you say that after what he did to you, to all of us? He... And this whole conversation begins to take on this this dark, watery character. You can't make out any words. You can't make out any words. 
And that just goes on behind you. Back and forth. You don't remember. You can't remember what they're saying, Zebulon. And you feel this bubbling up of anger and loss regardless at, at words you don't know. The feeling is there. And in that certainty only a young child can feel, you know that this is your fault. It's all your fault. You can feel Arhalon's gaze on you. You can feel the heat and anger and blame in his eyes on you. And then he is gone. Xena is gone. Shole is gone. You see, before you, the figure of a luminary begins to resolve itself on the screen to the sound of roaring applause from the folks gathered there in the network and you look to the screen to see and it is gone. Who who was it, Zebulon? And, and you remember the toy, the toy in your hand. Look at the toy, Zebulon. Look at the toy. Whose figure is it? Zebulon, you have to remember. You have to remember. Look at the toy. Look at the toy, Zebulon. Look at the... And it's gone. That memory is gone. Zebulon, you stand in the plaza in the town of Promise, and you're staring at the corpse of this giant rattlesnake. And while you still feel echoes of that fear in your, in your bones, under your scales, a, a, a line from an old memory echoes through your head. Stop being so scared, Zeb. Your brother's voice. I told you he'd be fine. He's always fine. You have to stop being so scared all the time. He always says that luminaries are never scared. And we're going to be luminaries, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right, Arhalan. We're going to be luminaries. And you remember sitting together on that heavily cushioned couch. You remember Xena coming in and sitting down beside you, putting a gentle hand on your horns as the projector begins to show a roaring crowd. And you remember watching as Ojin Yoshikatsu. Yeah, that's right. The Storm Eye. He, he stands before the applause, soaking in the glory of another hard-earned victory over the forces of chaos. And you remember... That toy, clutching it in your hand, a mirror to the luminary on the screen. The wooden samurai armor of your ozen figures, it's well-worn at the waist and arms where your half-dragon scales have often held it, worn down over hours and days of play. You remember all of this, Zebulon, and you feel a little better. Because it is a good memory. And your mind returns to the now. To the plaza and promise. That gave me so many goosebumps. That was pretty intense. That was that was, that was good. What are you talking about? <laughs> I I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> um, I think as you're having this moment, looking at this as this corpse and and, and sort of uh, mind wandering back to the past, we pan over to to Jules. Oh no! Your hand is is covered now, obscured, the, the whatever mm. happened to you before cannot be seen. And you look over and Chester's still there, sitting beside you, but he's looking at you with, with some deep, deep concern. I'm not going to make you roll an insight check because it's Chester. You know, you, no, you, but I, I think I'll just, I think I'll just give him a nod of, I'm all right. I will tell you that you know for a fact he, when, when there's a chance, I mean, right now it's going to be hard. There's people everywhere in this festival. He's going to want to talk to you about this. And he just like, well, he looks at the hand and looks at you and gives you this kind of dark, like, like nod, like this isn't done. We have to have this conversation. I mean, I just kind of assumed that Chester and I were close enough where he knows all this. Oh, you told him everything. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's, I mean, I think he's still concerned because this was never expected. Yeah. Um, but at least he knows where it came from. I think he's still, sure. still very worried. And I imagine you feel the same. Like, 
what happened? And, and you think back to that moment, you think back to, to reaching out and like, you think back to the loss you've suffered recently to the, the, the panic you felt towards the, the cherry delights and not knowing where they are, what's happening to them. You think back to the rage at, at, at your parents. You think back to the fear of almost losing Chester right there in that moment, reaching out, touching that dark well inside yourself. And it went wrong. And you remember your mother saying, use it, Jules. And you don't know what this means. You don't know what's happening to you. You don't know if it's going to stop. How do you feel? I think Jules is scared, but I also think I feel very much in control. Like I know what's happening, but I know that I can outsmart it. Jules will defy the devil even if he stands in hell. Mm-hmm. I like that. That was good. Zebulon. This is also a hard battle for you. You stood on the sidelines the whole time. Well, maybe you feel a little better thinking back on fond memories. How do you feel? Where are you at right now? Um, yeah, there was there was a whole lot of second guessing. And, and while Zebulon's trying to put on a good front, you know, getting that big final blow, um, he definitely feels bad on the inside. He, he would have traded... He would have traded that big moment of success just for a little bit of courage. Wow. I love the the confidence on one side and just the the what would you call it? The the broken, the the defeat on the other. It's, it's you let, let, let himself down. Yeah. You let me down. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> With your bad wisdom save. <laughs> um so I'll tell you this right now. You have a moment, Emin Rath, you know, or Emin, Emin Rath, uh, you know, I want to basically cordon off the area, like I said, and investigate. Right now, he's kind of reassuring folks. I mean, you can hear his voice raising above people as he's telling them, you know, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Uh, we're going to look into this. We're going to keep, we're going to stay here for the festival and make sure this does not happen again. Um, but he, like, he's doing all the paperwork. He's doing the paperwork. Um, that doesn't mean you can't do some work yourself because in this moment, I will say, uh, there's a wagon that this snake was released from that's sitting open and not a lot of people have moved over to this. A few people are kind of like, like scattered around it, kind of nervously looking at it. You're wondering if another one's going to pop out. Um, now, you know, I mean, will eventually go and investigate it, but if you were interested, you could take a look yourself first. Yeah. Um, Hey, Jules, um, Jean, Chester, um, well, I'm in rash, excuse me. I'm in rash doing that. There you go. Get it right. We should um, maybe go and clear the, you know, the wagon over there. Make sure the coast is clear. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, let's um, we'll secure the scene and loot. <laughs> um, then John just like, I'll try to hold the barrier, keep him away from you for a moment. You can take a look yourselves. All right, I guess um, yeah. Zeb will head over cautiously and poke his head in the back of the in the back of the carriage wagon. I think uh, as we get up there, too, Jules is going to passively just kind of look around for a glove. Ooh, interesting. Okay, all right. Preferably a right-handed glove. 
Yeah, uh, I'll lump that into the same check. Are you also looking at the wagon, or is this yeah. Zebulon? Okay, so you guys are both looking in there. You have a sort of particular goal. Uh, both of you can roll me investigation checks. Oops. 17. Wow, I yeah. wasn't expecting that. How about that? Okay, all right. Sometimes the dice roll well. And sometimes they don't. Shit. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thanks for sucking up that bad roll for me. <laughs> hey, we got it out of the way. You're, uh, so, so Zebulon, you're, you're peeking in to look at this. Uh, Jules, you go to peek in too, and as you sort of look in there, you hear like a... <laughs> behind you, and you're, you're banging your head on the top. There's a horse just whinnies right behind you. Uh, your head's is. a little dazed. Your eyes water. You can't what the, see. What the hell was that? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Is this the horse from I've earlier, had, I've Jules? had enough surprises today. Come on now. He's been here Jeez. the whole time. Jesus. He's been here the whole time, yeah. You should have I expected that. He's falling one foot behind I was you. unconscious. <laughs> Man. Oh, God. I need to keep horses around all the time. Just I don't know how this. that thing got loose. Someone should go to inspect that hitching post. Uh, Zebulon. Uh you are not startled by this by this sudden horse, uh, so you kind of go in there. You look around, and you know you're trying to be fast because there are people kind of around. You know, I mean, a rat is going to come by soon, um, and and you know, it's not like you're you're you you you're going to report all this stuff to him. And there's no clues. You're not going to steal clues. I know, um, but there's no reason you can't take a look and see if there's something you can find that could be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. And I will say, you do find this. There are. Uh, basically, you see for one thing, there are like so, uh, basically some restraints set up in here that would be used to like hold the snake. Um, basically, uh, and, and actually you do find there are some very heavy leather gloves, uh, that would have been used to, uh, you know, sort, sort of like reach around the, the, the fangs and stuff like that, without, you know, risk of, of poisoning yourself. Uh, these look useful. I'm going to pick these up. Yeah. You can take those gloves. Uh, if, if, if Jules happens to see it, you do find, uh, actually in the little satchel hanging on one side, there's 20 gold, maybe like in a little emergency fund. Oh. You also find hanging on the other wall. Two poisoners' kits. Oh no, shit! I mean, what? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the tools, I, the trade. Shouldn't be a surprise to wow. to find that. Um, yeah, yeah. Zebulon's gonna grab the poisoners' kits. Um, and he's gonna grab the twenty gold. I mean, and I mean that's two penguins worth. You that's also two see two penguins. Uh, there's another basically like tucked in the back, very back of it. Um, you see three vials from this large sort of um. um Almost like a hanging belt in the back. Uh, you see a number of vials are missing from it. But you sure. see three vials of a viscous yellow liquid. Ooh. All right. Um, yeah, going to pick those up. All right. So you make your way through, grab what you grab, uh, and that's all you see on your DC 17. So you step back out. Jules, you're still nursing your head wound. <laughs> hey, um, sure. Look at this stuff I found. <laughs> I found all this... I found all this poison stuff. Holy and, uh, shit. And look at these cool gloves, too. Hey, could I have those? Hey, yeah, how about we each take one? they're pretty cool. Yeah, I'll take the right-handed one. Oh, I oh. want one. Well, no, Chester. Oh. Let's rock, paper, scissors for the right-handed <laughs> glove. All right, but I'm going to use my left hand on this one. <laughs> all right, Jules. Uh, <laughs> that <Zeb>. seems weird. <laughs> Zeb gives Jules the gloves. My preference is variable. <laughs> All right, so you slide on the gloves. Uh, you have a better way to sort of keep that contained. Actually, yeah, I, I don't know. Plus I think one it, it, AC well, yeah, with it, those gloves. Imagine if, that. Uh, wow. Who'd have thunk? Right, David? <laughs> no, actually. 
So yeah, I, I mean, if if I'm getting both gloves, I'm gonna put on both gloves so it just doesn't look weird. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm gonna cool. say like you were far enough away at the time, uh, Zebulon, you didn't notice. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would go Zebulon has a perception. passive perception of nine. So. Exactly. <laughs> I would need from where you were. I think I would need at least a, a twelve. Um, sure. So fair. that's not gonna do it. Yeah. So you step out of there. Um, and you move back to the crowd, which is again sort of gathering around. I mean, you see, I see an opening here. There's some, definitely some folks that are moving over. Like, hey, y'all, we all part of the fight. You take that thing down. Part of the fight. I mean, we, yeah, yes, we did. Oh hell yeah! Um, and just a lot of pats in the back, this and that. Uh, people offering, uh, like, hey, you know what? My, my cousin owns a stand over here. It sells uh, 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 harmony. You ever had it? Uh, no, I I love harmony. Oh come on, come on! Uh, and they're leading you around. Uh, people just start taking you around to stalls and and and. and Grabbing some food. Um, now I'm gonna ask you, like, you're here at that at the Promise Festival or the uh, Awakening Festival in Promise. What do you want to do here? Is there anything in particular you want to like seek out and, and and enjoy, or are you kind of ready to get out of here and kick uh, going? Yeah, and enjoying stuff is not really in Jules's mind at the moment. Jules is kind of still in like a like a state of shock where everything that's kind of happening around him just is not doesn't feel okay. So I think he's just kind of walking around dazed. He's following Zeb, going wherever, going wherever Zeb wants to go, or Chester. Yeah, I think Chester's. But he's, he's just he's, he's just dazed. Yeah, he's just Jules is just dazed right now. Chester is like standing beside you at every second, eyes like watching, like going from your hand to your face. He's worried there could be more to it, and he's very yeah. concerned. Uh, Zebulon, are you just kind of like Zebulon is eating it up? He's okay. got <laughs> twenty gold fresh in his pocket. People are giving him attention. Giving him free food, he is along for the ride. He wants to see everything. Hell yeah, nice. um, yeah, yeah. So you're, so you're you're moving around, and I love the I love the image of this party. Just your Zebulon being led by folks, just like smiling, going to eat, um, just feeling much better. You have like the traumatized Jules and Chester right behind him, and then behind him, Jean Franklin with the most disgusted, distasteful expression <laughs> on his face, like ugh, ah, hominy. That doesn't sound like a food name at all. I bet it's as disgusting as it sounds. John, John, you should try some of this. Actually, what is hominy? Give me a second here. Pull this up. I thought yeah, you were yeah, going to tell us. Yeah, I was waiting for a little explanation I don't know, but here. someone here would be able to tell me. I, I, mean, don't know. I, I thought you were saying harmony at first. I'm like, what the hell it's is hominy. this referring okay. to? Okay, Hominy is uh, food produced from dried maize kernels that have been treated with an alkali in a process called nixtamalization. I still have no idea what it is. This guy's telling you all that. <laughs> He's just going on and on. Wow, yeah, I totally understand that. That sounds yeah, great. Yeah, nixtamalization, you know? It's, huh, who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk, yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does it taste like? Uh, it tastes, it's kind of like corn. <laughs> better? <laughs> it's better corn. That's what we, look at, he points to the stand, just says, hominy, and then quotes, better corn. Better corn? That's, <laughs> better corn. Wow. Can't lose. I mean, I like corn, so. Guys, this is the new Fantasy Pants slogan. <laughs> Better corn. <laughs> um, yeah, so I imagine you're going around, grabbing some food here and there. You got, like, rice and gravy here and there. It's, like, roast pork and this and that. Like, it's, it's you know, it's a festival. Um, and over time, as, like, as, like you know, things kind of settle down a little more, you begin to hear the oh, low chorus picking up again. Let me actually get some market sounds on here. That'll do. Um chorus sort of picks up in the background. You can just hear uh, the place starting to slowly come back to life. Uh, new names are being shouted here and there. Uh, uh, heroes who came in and, and saved the day when all looked bad. Um, and then Rath and Bink. So, 
you're grabbing food. Do you maybe do you, are you eating while you walk, or do you want to sit down somewhere? What's your What's your plan? Here? Oh yeah, there's no sitting down. There's a lot <laughs> to see. <laughs> All right, hell yeah. Um, you're moving from place to place, and as you're kind of moving down the street, there's a point where a figure kind of moves out of the crowd and is suddenly just standing beside you, like very very swiftly. Like you don't even realize uh, they're there until they're just like staring you down and holding an item kind of right in front of your eyes you see this small diamond and slender dark fingers and I imagine you turn towards this this character um yeah hi um what's what's this you immediately recognize uh, a figure you saw earlier and the diamond was sort of a giveaway as you saw them uh holding it recording your earlier combat with the rattlesnake and I'll say some time has passed, maybe like half an hour or so, as you've uh, moved through the town, enjoying yourselves, and just kind of like dealing with, the, I guess, the fallout of that combat. Nice. Uh, can open, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, it worked for me, too. This figure earlier on was wearing uh, sort of almost like this purple tunic with, uh, with a yellow sash, uh, almost a religious garb as they were sort of leading this chorus. That's not the case anymore. Suddenly, they're they're still wearing a, a sort of a deep purple, but now it's like this long traveling coat with this sort of long train behind it, uh, yellow accents sort of uh, underneath, um, you know, buttons down the front, a rainbow-colored scarf that seems to be, again, some kind of uh, 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 religious like, symbol. You've seen a few of people like this around town with these similar scarves. Um, you see a figure who's, while they are human, while they are God's folk, they're features almost feel elven in their sort of elegant beauty their, their full lips and their shrewd eyes that just seem to belie their, their their younger age they must be only 20 close to your own age and yet their eyes feel so wide and so wily so determined like there's something there that seems almost dangerous predatory Yikes. That's very unsettling. You see a, a, a large sort of fluff of, of, of black hair. Uh, and, and, and this figure uh, looks at you and just says, well, how y'all doing? Well, I'm doing a whole lot better now. That snake's dead, huh? Yeah, that was something else. Saw the whole thing. Uh, Tungsten Ward's the name. Okay, they put I, out a hand. Tungsten, I, Tungsten Ward? Tungsten. Tungsten. N- nice to meet you, Tungsten. Now, y'all don't seem like you're from the area. Wink. Uh, well, no, we just, um, we just flew in. Right. But Lady Dre, yeah? Well, well, that's right. You've sure been watching a lot. I have. You might say it's my religious duty. I'm what you might call a proclaimer. We're sort of the, uh, the wandering storytellers here on God's Breath. Now, this song you hear around you, this awakening song that tells every tale that's ever been told on this world, it's our job to find these stories, turn them into song, record them, it is my duty. And now, forgive me for saying, but I just got this feeling in my bones that y'all have more going on than just fighting a snake. Like it's just the beginning of whatever you're here for. I'd like to roll an insight check. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, uh, Zebulon's just feeling like there are a whole lot of questions. I'm getting Good. some. Yeah, and I'm getting some serious cult vibes here. Yeah, I, I'd also like to know, like, is it, can I can I roll a religion check you can after roll this? Religion or history as well. Okay, let me let's do the um, the insight first. That's only an eight. You have negative three for insight. Yes. Holy shit. Yes, I do. Uh, wow. I'll roll. I'll roll history now. <laughs> and that's a nine. 
um, yeah, you can't be sure of any of this. Can Jules get in on that insight? Absolutely, you can. It's an eleven. Again, you just you're not sure. I mean, with eleven, you 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 seems like they're on the level. Seems like they're honest. Uh, well, well, yeah, we're um, we're just here to uh to to help out Lady Dre. She's got a, you know, bit of a job for us, and uh, you know, figure while we're here, we'll we'll see the the festival. I mean, snake aside, it's it's great so far. <laughs> Everyone's really nice. Uh, I've got this corn stuff. Uh, yeah. All right. It's All be- right. Beautiful country. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, of course. We love our God's breath. Now, I saw Eminrath out there, right? Yeah, Eminrath. He's uh, you know, he's kind of one of my one of my friends. You know, I got that impression, and I don't know who you are. Not a luminary I've seen on the network. Uh, well, yeah, no, we're quite uh, just you know making our way to the network. Um, you know, we'd like to uh, get a couple of things under our belt first. Um, you know how it is. Well, that's exciting stuff. We don't have much luminary action around these parts. Only one we really know of is Crispin Dubois. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, um, you know, I mean, someday, you know, you're going to hear our name right next to Emin Rath. He's, he's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty cool. That gaze locks on you in, like, a fierce sort of way. And that grin almost becomes wolfish. Just like... Well, I thought so. <laughs> thought you might be the tellers of a good story. Now, see, us proclaimers, we can be a little competitive when it comes to finding the, the best of the best to tell to the Covenant Gods. And I'd like to tell your story. Well, I, I think you're, you're going to have a leg up. Because uh, this, and Zeb points back and forth between himself and, and Jules. That, that, I mean, we've got... Jules, right? We've got quite the story. Oh, it's here then. Yeah, that, that's all you, Zeb. You go ahead. Come on, Jules. It's you here. Go, Let's hear the story. Why don't you start? And actually, like, they oh, pull geez. out a, a drawing pad or a writing pad. Quill dips it in, like, a maybe, like, there's a, 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 a pocket on their uh, jacket. They just dip in. There's, like, striped uh, ink in there somehow, like, held in some sort of mm-hmm. vessel and I starts think, writing down. I think as that happens, Jules kind of elbows Zeb. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll, uh, <clears throat> just, just one sec, one sec. Sure. Zebulon, what is going on We're, we're in a place we doing? don't know with a person. We don't know who the fuck that is. That's a storyteller. Just, we don't know we that. We want to tell our story. We don't know that. Zebulon. We don't know that. Remember why we were hired for this job? Remember? Secrecy. Secrecy. Discretion. It's all we got. We ain't got skills. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah? I, I, I do remember the secrecy part. <laughs> okay. We do hey, remember the secrecy zeb, part. Zeb, 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 Zeb. We have to follow through on our part, or Oren doesn't get us on the network. Okay, one sec, one sec, one sec. Uh, so, Tungsten. Yes? When when do you do your storytelling? Well, once I witness a story, it's what this little pretty thing's for, and holds up that diamond. Mm-hmm, yeah. I can go through, make it into song, and write it down. It'll enter the, the, the books, and... Uh, Probably next Awakening Festival might just release it. Oh, that's, that's like by the moon or... It's yearly. Oh, it's yearly. So whatever I... Whatever our story isn't going to be heard for a year? Can't make any promises, but this is starting to sound really good. Now why don't y'all just tell me why you're here with Lady Trey? What's, 
What's she doing? Zeb, 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 Zeb. Hold on, hold on. I just... Zeb. One sec, Zeb. Jules. Jules. Ah, I stepped into horse poop. <laughs> John. <laughs> Disgusting. I hate this world. Jules, <laughs> Jules. They're not going to tell our story oh, for Zeb. a year. Zeb. Zeb, Zeb. They're asking about Lady Trey for next year. Zeb. Steven. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is David's call, but you might have to roll persuasion or something. <laughs> Holy fuck me. Oh, my God. Amazing. Plus seven, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Was this contested? I don't know. You're making the rules now. No, I'm not. Who I'm trying to anyway? play. That, that's 21. Normally, players don't get swayed by other players. You, it's your, What's it's your choice. What's the DC on persuasion for Zeb? Steven, you choose. What's the DC? What? I don't know. I hit 21. That's going to hit whatever it is. I don't control. All right. I, I think th that's the good The way enough. the game I works, that... I control everything except you. Okay. Well, I don't know what Zeb's persuasion DC would be, but I'm going to guess that 21 is more than enough. <laughs> so even though, I mean, this could be, this could be it. Zeb, we're on a scary world. I mean, it's not, I mean, we can't, I mean, the snake was scary, we, but we the world's not scary. We can't just trust anybody. Okay, hold on. The only, the only person we can trust here is the person that we came here to help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about all that, uh, Tungsten. Um, sure. Just, you know, part of the, part of the, part of the gig. <clears throat> um, so, so the story is, I mean, it's really the most interesting part about it. Is it still being written? Well, I know that. I want to be there to see it. And I just, I just don't think it's That's ready. That's the idea. It's, it's not ready to tell yet. Of course. Because I ain't written it yet. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So wherever you're going, I'm just saying I'd like to tag along. Keep an eye on things. And Oh, well, that's, I'm, and that's I, not really my call. Because um, I'm, <laughs> I'm working for somebody, as you, as you well know. Um, I will know. Look, look, let's just get down to it. I want to know where Lady Dre went. I want to know what y'all are doing here. You got no business knowing our business. Now, I already talked to Lady Dre herself, right? I showed her the footage, and I want to know where she's riding off to. Zeb, you know this is bullshit. Well, hold on, you showed her what? I showed her the footage of the fight just a while back. Where's she going? Well, I, I guess I, I don't know that. So, why didn't she tell you where she's going? I'm going to give you guys one quick thing here. You should be pretty concerned about the fact that Lady Dre apparently rode off. From what you know, she was looking around town to get some information, was going to find you and head out from there. I mean, I don't believe anything this person is saying right now. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So you, so you, what do you, uh, you said? I forgot I, what I said. I already forgot to. Yeah. Well, damn it. Moving on. <laughs> they ignore you. <laughs> so, so, I, I they're, mean. They're focused on Zeb. He's the easy one. I'm, uh, Zebulon's thinking about removing himself from the situation, or I'm thinking about removing Zeb from the situation. And Zebulon's trying to read Jules' body language. <laughs> well, Jules, Jules wants out, too. All Jules, right. Jules wants out, too. Get okay, out. I mean, if, I, if I'm getting that vibe from Zeb, too. Then I just look over and say, let's get the hell out of here. 
Uh, well, uh, you know, my corn stuff is all, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much out of my corn stuff. Uh, the stall was, <laughs> I mean, it's way back there. Uh, I'm going to go get some more corn stuff? Yeah, we'll come with you, Zeb. You see Tungsten's smile starts to just fade just the tiniest bit. All right. It was nice to meet you, Tungsten, but don't follow us. Tungsten just stops in the middle of the road, and you guys turn and start like walking away. And I love that this is like like serious religious clergy uh, here on God's Wrath. He <laughs> just snubbed them and left. I love it. Yeah. It, I mean, hell, it makes sense. You move away. Are they are they looking, Jules? Are they looking? I don't know. I'm not going to look back to check. Chester, are they looking? Uh, oh, hang on. I, oh, but yeah, tie my shoe. Yeah, they're looking. Oh. <laughs> They ain't moving. <laughs> I, I just, let's just keep walking. Keep walking. All right. So you guys turn around and go back down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we lost that one. Ah, I stepped in the same poop. <laughs> Damn it. John. John, we're. You need. You need more corn stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> So you, guys are, you guys are moving. What are you guys doing now? Uh, just going to another stall for more food. Okay. What are you doing narratively now? <laughs> going to a stall to get more food. Are you go? Are you are you just gonna wait it out for Lady Dre to come find you? Like, what's the plan here? Um, I I feel like once we've gotten, oh, what, did we get away from their gaze? Yeah, they're okay. they're, no, they're no longer. I feel like once we like Jules is now kind of frantically like looking around for Lady Dre. Give me a perception check. Not going to do it. It's an eight. Okay. Six on the die, plus two. Um, yeah, you don't see anything. And, and, and I mean, you're just walking wherever you are and looking around, but you're not, like, you're not out searching. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Zebulon's just enjoying the yeah. the market. You guys continue to enjoy yourselves. I, I think I think Jules now is hyper-aware that something's going on, but he clearly can't see shit. The morning carries on. Zebulon is hyper-aware that there are more stalls to hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you move through. You get. You grab more food. I mean, Zebulon, you're you're populated at this point. You're just the same as you're probably vomiting into into the streets again, just like on us uh, of Sunco. <laughs> as more and more people are kind of giving, granting you favors when they when they recognize you as one of the one of the four that were helping him, or one of the, one of the two that helped Emmanuel fight. No four. Uh, yeah. And let's just say an hour passes. Be another hour passes, and no sign of Lady Dre. Yeah, I, I, I think after two hours, I don't think Zebulon's super concerned. I think after the third or fourth hour, yeah, that's when Zebulon would start to be like, "Hey, wait a minute, wasn't Lady Dre supposed to come find us? Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't Lady Dre supposed to come? I mean, like, I've, I've already hit, I've gotten everything twice now. <laughs> <laughs> you literally threw it up and ate it all again." It's Are you going to throw up again? It tasted better the second time. That's gross. That's awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it, Zeb. Not the... Yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to say the words. Oh, but... that, Six that, intelligence that's gets where, you. Yeah, that's where my head went. <laughs> no. It's not a dog. <laughs> Love you, Danny, but sometimes oh, you Oh, she throw doesn't up. do that. No, Danny's never eaten throw up. Nope. Oh. Nope. Just <laughs> sniff it. <laughs> but that's All it. Right. 
Third um, hour passes. Yeah, I, I, something's not right here, Zeb. So, something, something's wrong. I don't, yeah. I don't know what, but Lady Dre should have been back by now. Man, I really wish we asked uh, Tungsten which way Lady Dre went. I still don't really wish we asked anything. Well, well, maybe, maybe we could ask somebody else. Lady Dre must be well known around here. Let's go ask the the nicest shopkeeper that we came across. Tell you what, uh, I did label this town as being almost city-like in nature. It's large, uh, and like any any sort of urban environment, Chesta Chesta is going to get advantage in the investigation. That's role. right. That's right. Uh, well, doesn't doesn't he have a passive? Uh, can't he hear conversations? That's right. He can. Yeah, he can, he can pick up information from listening to people around him. Okay, I'm going to do two things with this. Sweet. One. Uh, as you're kind of moving around and you're mentioning Lady Dre and you're starting to get nervous, uh, Chester tugs on your your, your uh, cloak. Hey, Jules. What's up? You hear that? He just mentioned, uh, the guy here mentioned uh, talking to Lady Dre earlier in this, in this pub. Said she was uh, heading off west towards, towards the exit of town. I guess that, uh, I guess that Tungsten character was speaking to her. She went off in a rush. That's what I heard. I thought you heard birds. Bring Boyd into this. <laughs> did you uh, did you hear any anything else that just that she left? Do you know what Tungsten said to her? There was one thing. Yeah. What? Uh, well, it's a word we're kind of used to now. I guess someone overheard very loud. Someone, uh, maybe Lady Dre, saying Cully. Now that's what them folks were saying, right? Cully. Zeb, you know what that means. Well, yeah, he was, um, he was the kid from the letter. The one who drowned. You don't think she's going to do something without us? Maybe do something stupid? We were hired to, to protect her, so she'd probably do that. But, um, but on the way out, um, I did find these in the wagon. And Zeb's going to pull out the poisoner's kits. We should probably, um, I mean, I think the scene is kind of still locked down. See if we can get some, some of that rattlesnake venom for us. I think that's a great idea. I think, uh, especially here, that might come in handy. Tressa, it's been like over three hours since you dropped this thing. So now it's just rotting there. Nobody's paying I mean, attention that's to what it. I think it's people probably it. took. Probably people probably moved it by now. Oh shit! Aren't they busy with the festival? I, they're gonna let a giant snake corpse rot in the middle of the festival ground. Well, yes. are they gonna hide a thirty-foot rattlesnake give from a couple of luminaries? Give me an investigation check. All right. You know what? I'm gonna use my button for investigation. Okay. Oh. All right. That oh. is. Do you want to be sneaky? I'll be sneaky. Interesting. All right. I'll take your newly gotten button. Do you have a DC? I'd like a ten. Oh, I got eleven, baby. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. You ask around a little bit. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you, sir? Denied me the high five and gave me the finger. I. <laughs> that was a little. That was a little dirty. I apologize, David. I feel bad about it now. <laughs> you look around and you investigate, and they say, "Nah, we chopped the snake up. It's gone." Yeah, I know. I yeah, like flipped you off. Threw it well. Yeah. Should have saved the middle finger for after I got the snake. That's right, you should have. No, uh, they eventually uh, bring you down to like this. There's like maybe a, a, a sort of covered sort of tent. They have sort of moved away from from the festivities, kind of just barely outside town, where they drag the snake out to, um, basically until they could dispose of it properly. And they show you the way once you once you you know bring up what you're looking for, and you enter 
It's just you and the snake. Okay, so... Zeb flips the poisoner's kit open. Oh, um... Jules, you know how to use this thing? Nope. You have no expertise in this thing, so you're not... This is going to be either a DC 13 nature check or DC 13 straight intelligence check. Um, you don't get proficiency because you have not trained with poisoner's tools yet. Can Jules get this check too since there's two kits? Yes. I'm sorry, what did you say the first check was? You both take a fang. Um, it's going to be either nature, DC 13, or just pure intelligence. Okay. Yeah, I'll roll, I'll roll intelligence. Okay. Eventually you can get some training in this thing in between, you know, uh, quests and whatnot. Yeah, I'm going nature. All right. That's a fail for Zebulon. That is an 11. You guys both try, uh, and you just, you've never done this before. You're trying to, like, take a vial of the, the snake's fang, and nothing's, like, coming out. Maybe it's been too long. You're not really super sure, but it's not, it's not happening. I wish this came with, like, instructions or <laughs> enjoy my button. Oh, oh, I will. I will. You're going to wish you had that later. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Well, that was, was kind of fruitless. That was, um, yeah, that was a bust. Yeah, what are we doing here? Well, you could have helped, Jean, but... It's icky. <laughs> Jules, um, you're... You're looking pretty beat up, Jules. Are you sure that you're okay to travel? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just a little, just a little shaken up. I'm not, I'm not used to being unconscious. Yeah, I, I hear it's really bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here. Here, take this. Oh, never mind. I... I dyslexic I dyslexia that I have a piton and I read it as potion real quick <laughs> um. you do have a potion I mean I am up to like I'm, I'm back up to like 13 HP oh okay yeah yeah so then I'll keep my piton for myself I'm at 12 I need the piton <laughs> what are you guys doing um around a snake we, we have, for two more have, hours? We have no, but we have no idea what direction Lady Dre would have gone. West. Oh, west. West yeah. out the gate. So we're just gonna go. Yeah, I guess. God damn it. You can investigate we just there. Go west. Yes, sir. Which, just which gate you say Lady Dre went out of? So the gate to the west. That's all I know. West. Um. Well, should, should we start there? I guess that's all we have to go on. She's clearly not coming back. Maybe there's a, a guard tower or something. Maybe somebody saw something. Or we could just go back home. Hmm. Yeah. Now let's go west. Okay, west. Are you sure? Yeah. We we got this. All right. You guys begin to move again. Uh, you head toward the western gate, and this is where I'm going to bring up the second thing you get from Chester's passive. Oh. As you're moving through town, you get another tug on your your cloak. Just hey, Jules, Jules, Jules. What's up? Cradle Ace Lake, right? That's the place. Listen. And do you listen? Yeah. As you kind of like open up your awareness to what's around you, I think throughout the day you're always hearing these songs back and forth, this awakening song. And I'm sure you've paid attention to a lot of it as, as you are a fan of music, but it's probably at some points just faded out because it's just so constant. But now as you're moving past a group, you hear Cradle Ace Lake being mentioned in song. And you start to catch a snippet of this sort of following part of the song, which seems to be talking about the history of this lake. I'd like you to give me that drone. 
you hear? Great Lace Lake, another claimed A boy who took his father's name Coley with Keanu went to play Rattles Ma did grin that day To water's edge, led by a fool Swallowed by the hungry pool Family shattered, kind boy dead Coley Sr. off-world fled And that song seems to end there. Damn. Pieces are starting to fall into place here. Where are you guys going? Coley Sr. off-world fled. Mm-hmm. That means something? I don't know yet, but it. Not with, not with my intelligence doesn't. It sure as hell sounds like something. Um, you guys reach Western Gate, and I'll say, like, as you're kind of lining up, a lot there's not a lot of folks crowded around the outside uh, of the town. Everyone's more focused on the inside, so like, the people get fewer and fewer the closer you get toward the actual gates. Um, but there's a few folks hanging around here and there, and you see one person that's uh, essentially just like, uh, standing by like a horse hitching post. Seems like maybe he's. Renting out horses, something like that, selling them out to people who are who are heading back to home. Hey, are those are those are those tied up real tight? <laughs> well, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, what y'all doing? Zeb, you want to get a little closer? Um, is this the way to the um to the lace lake? Cradle lace lake. Oh yeah, cradle cradle lace lake. Why the hell would y'all want to go there? Uh, well, we, we heard about it in, in the, the, the song? No, no, y'all don't want to go down that way. That's that's down the rattle. I don't know if you know much about God's bread, but we don't uh, we don't send people out to the rattle often. Oh. It's, uh, it's, it's dangerous ground. Well, well, how how far can we go? I mean, what y'all mean? I mean, they can head to the end of the ribbon, but that's, that's almost a day's journey. Well, then, then, we'll, then we'll journey a day. We're here, we're here to see the world. All right, well, we're tourists. Good, good luck to y'all then. Don't well, worry, don't worry. We, we got thick skin. We'll show, we'll show what's with the horses. Are they, are they for rent? Uh, normally, but not the folk heading out to the rattle. I ain't looking at my livestock. Look, I need to get paid back for these things, right? And I got to get them back at the end of the day. I'm sorry, but if I know where you're going, I can't, I can't give to you. Fair and square, simple, simple. You know, it's not happening. So, what would have happened to your horses? If there was a 30-foot rattler loose in the town. I mean, I would have let him go. I don't know what this is. Uh, You'd have lost him. I don't know where you're going with this, but yeah, sure. It might have happened. My name is Zebulon Black, and I killed that snake. All right. One, I don't believe you. And two, you're saying because maybe you might have saved my horses, I should let you definitely kill one. That's your argument? No, I'll keep the horse very safe. Look, I... This just can't... Perception check. What about a persuasion check? Uh, if you want to do that, too. Disadvantage, though. Because you open this up pretty bad with telling him exactly where you want to go. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I'll do perception first, then I'll do my persuasion with disadvantage. Uh, perception was a four. Persuasion was a five. Okay. You can see talking to this guy, and he is not swayed at all what you're saying. And with that 
failed perception, what you don't hear is a clattering of hooves down the road behind you, pulling a a wagon. You don't hear it until it's right up behind you. And a voice just says, Need a ride, (sighs) y'all? Bitch. (laughs) I'm going to lean over to the horse guy. Say, how much to buy one of your horses? Um, It's a good riding beast. It's going to be a good 300 gold. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I can't. It's a horse. <laughs> we, we'd also we'd also need at least also, at least two. Don't want him to die. I mean, I had to try. I had to see. Um, so the figure just behind you is kind of giving you like an like. I'll say this: the figure behind you is not smiling. Tungsten looks at you, and in their eyes, you just see like a desire, and you see like almost a desperation, just like look. Look, I know I come off a little strong. I just, like I said, we're all pretty competitive. But let's be straight here, right? A little while ago, people came into my town with bloody eyes, screaming the name of a boy who died ten years ago. The name of a man who left just after. People could have died. And the way Lady Dre acted, when she peeled off, I think y'all are here for that. Let me ask you this came to our world some random person comes up to you you gonna trust them no well well Jules Jules um y'all don't need to trust me though you just need to use me I ain't a fighter but I have resources I can help you move Tungsten might be able to provide a little bit more than just a just a ride Tungsten will will help you spin a tail if you can tell us some too and that smile returns big. Oh, you know I can do that. If y'all want to catch Lady Dre, we better get a move on. We can talk on the road. You first. Hop in. I'll be driving. Nope. Zebulon's already on the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> of course. No, Jules is walking next to the wagon. It's, it's going to be faster than you're going to walk. It's going to go. Seriously? I mean, you're going to get tired. You can. It's it's probably slow moving. You can jump off if there's a problem. All right. Jules is going to get up in front of the wagon with tungsten. All right. And pull out his rapier and set it on his lap. Well, that's... You know I'm clergy, right? No, it's fine. <laughs> Let's just go. That don't mean nothing to me. <laughs> and with that, are you guys okay with leaving promise? No and yes. Yeah, and I've got a question for tungsten whenever it's appropriate. Yeah, um, let's just say you, and horses start moving. You're in the back. Maybe you can poke your head out and, and, and talk uh, you know, behind the curtain as Tungsten and Jules are sitting in the front. Chest is in the back uh, with Jean Franklin. You guys are slowly moving out. Hey, so Tungsten. Yeah? What can you tell us about Cully Sr.? Cully Sr.? From Cradle Ace Lake song, right? Well, it's that's a story, all right. And you start to moving. Let me get my thoughts together on it and I can give you the full scoop but what I really know is this guy was sort of an adventurer, right? He took his uh, took his kid and his niece out to Cradle Ace Lake. This kid died. Drowned out there. It broke the man and he left the world. That's all I know. Really. And you guys move. Now I'm going to tell you this. This journey's gonna take most of the day. 
You can sit there with your rapier out, Jules. So this wagon's actually pretty comfortable. But uh, you see this is probably Proclaimer Ward's actual, uh, uh, you know, personal wagon. And it's filled with all sorts of furnishings and comforts, foods, this and that. Um, Proclaimers that travel all over the countryside. Maybe maybe they'll explain that to you as you're going a little bit, uh, gathering stories from here and there. And it's a long day. If you want to lower your guard, you can take a long rest during this journey. Yes. God damn it, David. Yes. I need my spell slots back. And that goes to anybody here. You have maybe a 10-hour ride, so there's time for sleep. There's time for uh, just sort of downtime activities. And this wagon just moves on the roads. Tungsten happy to just stay at the reins, watching as maybe you guys at some point start to, Jules, you kind of move into the back with everybody else. Watching out the sort of open back of the wagon as you pass rolling hills and beautiful farmlands, groves of trees set here and there. It's beautiful blue cloudless sky that as you sleep and wake, eat, rest, begins to burn with an evening light. Fiery, fiery red and clear like you could never see on Cerule. Like you never saw on the Citadel. It's beautiful. The birds flitting overhead. You know that what you're moving towards horrors await. And you know that Zebulon, you still feel this failure inside your gut. You know that that cowardice you feel you're only going to face scarier and scarier things when this journey ends. Jules, what happened to you in that fight? You don't know what it means. You don't know if it's continuing. You don't know what happens in the next fight. If you're going to be fighting this new threat from within as well as all these external threats without. You know that storyteller Orin, Lady Dre, the only hope you have of saving the cherry delights, of becoming a luminary has gone on without you for reasons you might not fully understand and if he dies this road is closed to you so I imagine this is a very quiet journey very somber everyone sort of looking down their own way Jean Franklin looks uh, frankly wagon sick the entire time and vomits over the edge a couple times I hate this so much Um, and you move you're topping over a hill and I think you look out over uh, Tungsten calls you out you guys peek out the curtain and you see far ahead and down as you're sort of reaching this sort of apex hill that looks down over much of, uh, of this landscape far ahead you can see thick thick forest covered in thick mist seems to be spreading out slowly over the farmlands. At this point, the sky is a deep purple twilight. And I think here, amidst this somber energy, in this place of darkness, we see Jules reach for his loot.
And we'll call it there. <laughs>